Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Ed Lover here. Come on, son. The podcast. Where do I begin with so much shit going on out there in this world? Where do I begin? Huh? It's crazy, right? I, I think it's crazy. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I just think it's crazy. That's why with me, I try to uh, concentrate on my family, concentrate on my health, Concentrate on just listening to great music and concentrate on on everything that, you know, that's cool, fun, stuff that makes me laugh. I don't really get into too much of what people say because what people say sometimes is like some of the dumbest shit ever. Um, So I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold. I was in New York recently, actually last week, Tuesday. I was in New York. Tuesday that just passed. Not last week, but Tuesday that just passed. I was in New York doing a Power Network um, event at Carnegie Hall, which I thought was super, super dope. The Earn Your Leisure podcast guys were there. The Vibranium Network people were there. Uh, Wes Moore, who is the governor of Maryland, I got an opportunity to speak with him and, 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 to, and meet him. Robert F. Smith, who is the richest black person in the world. I got an opportunity to see him again and chop it up with him just a little bit. And Rick Ross performed live with a live orchestra. He did extremely well, but I did have a problem with it. And the problem that I had was it was Carnegie Hall and we were all tuxedos, suits, dresses, everybody looking beautiful like they're coming to Carnegie Hall. Rick Ross even dropped the video that I put up on my page. It was like, get your tuxedos out, get your dresses out. I'm coming to Carnegie Hall Tuesday, the 11th of February, live orchestra. Come see the boss, Ricky Ross. Everybody's dressed, I mean, absolutely wonderfully. Rick Ross comes on stage with this beautiful fur coat on, which I thought underneath it maybe he had on a tuxedo. Nah, a jean suit and sneakers. For Carnegie Hall, come on, bro. Step your game up. Last year, we had Busta Rhymes. 
Buster and Split Star both wore tuxedos. And they did a, an amazing, amazing job. And I'm not saying Rick Ross didn't do a good job. All I'm saying is, Rick Ross, you should have put a tux on for this one, bro. It's a classy affair. It's a really grown affair. And everyone that was there had on tuxes. And everybody looked nice. And I want to thank uh, Troy Smith. I want to thank my man Lou Tucker. I want to thank everybody for, who put it together, everybody that worked on it. You know, Carla Bone got an uh, uh, opportunity to ch uh, chop it up with a longtime friend, Chuck Bone. Um, everybody that everybody that was there, everybody that just worked hard, all the backstage people, all the security for doing an exceptional job, all the brands that was there, Camus, um, Cognac was there, uh, Trade Generations, um, they were uh, Tequila Brand, a brand new Tequila Brand. My man Drewski from Hot ninety seven for giving me a plaque. I appreciate that. And my girl Tyler, who's uh, the granddaughter of Paulette Jones, who I've known for God. Paulette used to be our manager back in the days. So it was nice to see that the generations continue in the arts. You know, she's picking up right where her grandmother left off at. So it's just a whole lot of beautiful things that was happening that night. And it just would have been a little bit better had Rick Ross decided to put on a tuxedo instead of a jean suit and sneakers. You know, he was Rick Ross, of course. You know, all the uh, all the records, he did all the songs. He did a great job. It wasn't like he, you know, was, it wasn't like he stunk up the joint. But I think from everyone else seeing it, because it was Carnegie Hall and because of the history of Carnegie Hall, because only a certain amount of black people were ever able to perform there, Billie Holiday being one of them, right? Um, because mostly we were in there sweeping and cleaning up and stuff like that, we didn't have an opportunity really to throw a program of this magnitude at Carnegie Hall. We were all dressed. I had on a tuxedo. There were suits all over the place. You could at least put on a suit, bro. Even if you ain't want to wear a shirt and tie, you could have thrown on a suit with a turtleneck and you would have still looked the part. You know what I mean? That's that's my only thing. Like, we are all growing up in hip-hop. You've been in hip-hop for a long time, Rick. You should have dressed for the part. That's all I'm saying. Did a great job with the orchestra. I was rocking. You know, every day I'm hustling with the violins and the trombones and, and the cellos and all of that. Come on, bro. We, could, we couldn't get no better than that. It sounded beautiful. It just, the whole orchestra was dressed. You the one that looked out of place, bro. You look like you was going to a regular hip-hop concert and you were at Carnegie freaking Hall. I mean, I don't know who manages you. I don't know who's in charge. But they should have said, Rick, we're going we gonna to put on, you know, we're going to put on the tuxes for this one, this Carnegie Hall, bro. You know, we're going to represent for black people. I mean, I had to, I came out, I had to introduce the Reverend Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton was in a suit. Mark Moriarty, the head of the NAACP, was suited down. I was tuxedoed down. Like, we're growing up, bro. What are we doing? You know what I mean? What are we doing? So it was it was a very dope event. I just needed to point that out. If y'all hear about the Power Network, it's Black History Month. Next year, sometime in February, do yourself a favor and come out. And that was right the day after my birthday. My birthday just passed. It was uh, February 12th on that Monday. Sunday, 
was the Super Bowl. The most watched television show in the history of all TV, or as my family likes to call it, the Taylor Swift show, because they showed Taylor Swift so many damn times it was nauseating. But I get it. I heard the NFL has made over $300 million off of Taylor Swift. And that's why a lot of people were like, this game was rigged. I've heard a lot of commentary about the Super Bowl, and we will get into Usher's performance in a minute, Super Bowl 58. I heard a lot of commentary about it. A lot. A lot about the genius of Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. Pat Mahomes is definitely a top-tier quarterback. But you know the NFL needs somebody to make a star out of. And you see Pat Mahomes all over the State Farm commercials with his coach, Andy Reid. You see him all over the place. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, come on, Ed. Like, yeah, Pat Mahomes is married to a white woman. And Pat Mahomes is half white. And he has super white children. I mean, Beyonce and Jay-Z was there. I think I saw them flash Beyonce like one time. Or maybe twice. And we're going to get into that controversy with Beyonce, too. But I saw something online that made me say, hmm. And I like sports. And I think, I'm like, come on, the NFL ain't going to rig this thing just so they can make money off with, with uh, Taylor Swift being at the games, right? Um, and then they had over and unders on all the betting sites on how many times they're going to show her, how many catches Travis Kelsey was going to make. And he lost his damn mind bumping his coach and yelling at his coach, and they showed it on television. That was out of order. And he sat on his own podcast with his brother, and they both said that was way out of order. I mean, they showed Taylor Swift probably like 14 times in the first half, and Travis Kelsey only had one catch. One catch in the first half. Why is it necessary to show his girlfriend 14 times? Because she's Taylor Swift. But, like I said, Somebody said this online, and I had to think about it. And I was like, wow. And they were like, what was Taylor Swift's last album called? And I was like, what? I don't know, because I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. And it was like 13. And I was like, okay. Said, when? what is the day the Super Bowl was played? I said, February 11th. They're like, break it down. February is month number what? I was like, two. And on the 11th, what's 2 and 11? 13. What Super Bowl number was it? 58. What's 8 and 5? 13. I was like, wow. I was like, is that just a, a creepy coincidence that the Super Bowl was played on February 11th, the day before my birthday? 8 and 5 is 58 is 8 and 5 together is 13. Her album was called 13, and they just keep showing this woman over and over and over and over. I was like, wowzers. That really, that did, it, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. That blew my mind. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. It blew my mind for a minute. But then I was like, okay, so now I'm watching this game and I'm just watching like the ball bounce off of 49ers leg and they get, and they get it. And then I'm watching the 49ers be in a spot where McCaffrey was getting him yards and they decide to throw the ball three times. And I'm like, why don't you just run the ball? I don't know why coaches do that. Why do coaches get into a spot where their running game is working 
and they haven't stopped your running game, and then you decide to pass. You saw the same thing happen with Dan Campbell. I was like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I don't know why people are up in arms about the 49ers taking the ball first in overtime. Um, I don't know. Because, I don't know, because, you know, I guess they really believe that they could just go down there and score and end the game. I, I guess that was the reason for it. I mean, if you give it to Pat Mahomes, he's perfectly capable of marching the field, down the field and winning the game. So I don't know what the analytics showed and all of that, but I don't care. But congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning. And then after the parade, they just picked up two teams in the shootout that happened that left Lisa Lopez that works on a Spanish station in Kansas City, she got shot and killed in the crossfire. Now, you know you should be ashamed of yourself if you can't even go to the Kansas City Chiefs parade and and, and people get shot in the crossfire or some bullshit. Come on, son. We need to do better than that. Now, let's get back to the Super Bowl 58. I wanted to say that because Lisa Lopez was a uh, radio personality and it's almost like a fraternity and I feel bad for her family, and I feel bad for her that she just went to celebrate a team that she loves and lost her life for nothing. Not nothing she had to do with. That shit don't make no sense. Now let's get to Usher. In my opinion, Usher did one of the best Super Bowl halftime performances I've ever seen. In my opinion, Usher's Super Bowl halftime performance was better than Rihanna's. That's just my opinion. It was better than Katy Perry's. It's just my opinion. I think Usher did a fantastic job. Nobody's getting into no negative shit about when Usher and Alicia Keys did my boo. Nobody want to hear nothing about Alicia Keys hit a wrong note. So what? She's in a freaking stadium. I mean, Usher killed it. Did anybody say anything about the fact that her was not really playing that damn guitar? We saw her take her hands off and the notes were still playing. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? What's up with Usher on the roller skates? What's up with Usher coming from between Will I Am's legs? What's up with Usher holding on to Alicia Keys like that? I know Swiss Beats. Y'all always want to stir up some shit. And Swiss Beats was like, please, y'all, we don't do negativity over this side. It was two giants that was on the stage at the Super Bowl, and they killed it. That's all that matters. They were performing. Big freaking deal. Okay. For Usher to have Ludacris up there, to have little John up there with him, you know what I mean? To have Jermaine Dupree up there, we got to give Jermaine Dupree the socks was crazy, son. They did, for where I was sitting at, the whole outfit was crazy to me. But for where I was sitting at, it looked like you had on Bobby socks. It did look like little girl church socks. And I know you showed the socks later on on social media. So, yo, Pharrell, look at they laughing about my socks. I don't give a fuck if Louis Vuitton or Louis Fruiton made that. Or if it came with a, fru- a futon, them shits was whacking. You had no business having them on. You just really had no business having that whole outfit on because you look like the ring bearer at Usher's wedding when he got married later on that night. Okay, that's what you look like. And you know I love you, but I'm going to tell you when you was looking crazy, son. And you was looking crazy. Crazy. But all in all, with the dancers, the roller skating, Usher killed it. He did. He Killed it. He killed it. And did y'all know that the Super Bowl just covered his production costs? He didn't get paid. 
They just covered his production costs monetarily for free because he's about to go on tour. So as good as that show was, he's bringing that all around the country. He had 100 sold-out shows in Las Vegas. Every one of his shows was sold out. Every one of them in his residency. That same weekend, the Wu-Tang started their residency. Jodeci got a residency. T-Pain talking about having a a residency. New Edition got a residency coming. And Queen Bey, Beyonce, now they're talking about she's going to have a residency in Vegas. You see what Usher's residency did for the culture and for the music and from the timeless music? I've been trying to get a yo residency in, (laughs) in Vegas for years. And now that I think that Usher's residency was a success, if this Wu-Tang residency is a success too, it's going to be easier for me to get a yo, a journey in hip-hop residency going on in Vegas where we bring in different artists, where we recreate what hip-hop was, what the set of Yo! MTV raps look like, with the DJs and the turntables and the break dances and everything, with like salt and pepper, Kid and Play, MC Light, MC Hammer, everybody just performing, Ice-T. I think that would be an amazing experience. It's almost like Cirque du Soleil meets hip-hop. That's how I want it. I want it never to be boring, not a boring fucking moment at all. With some video plays of some artists that are not on the show in between. I'm talking about bringing like a little bit of everybody, man. Tone Loke. You know what I mean? Ski Low. Cats like that. Oak Towns 357. JJ Fad. All of these artists and putting a check in their pocket. Big Daddy Kane. Eric B. and Rakim. Yo, that shit would be sick. Sick. And we've been trying to put this together for years. And because it's Vegas, you got somebody for every everybody. Everybody gets something. Sir Mix a lot. You give them, you give them some West Coast shit like Cube. You know what I mean? You give them some real it's too short. You know what I mean? That would be that would be crazy. It is just hip hop, baby. That's what it is. It's it's hip hop. You know, I think that would be the most amazing. And thank you, Usher. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Usher. Because of the show that Usher put on in his residency, everybody was talking about it. Social media was on fire. Then he turned around and did it again for the Super Bowl. And now he's getting ready to go on tour. And he just got married. Congratulations. He just dropped an album. And and check this out, y'all. He's the first independent artist to perform at the Super Bowl. And he crushed it. Go and look at it again. If you saved it on your DVR or whatever, I can't say if you videotaped it because we don't do that no more. But if you saved it on your DVR, go back and check Usher's performance out again. It rivals Prince with Purple Rain when it started raining. It rivals Michael Jackson. It rivals everybody. It's so good that the debates are starting to happen about who's going to be next. Now, black people, we kind of know one thing, right? We kind of know it ain't going to be nobody black next year. It's probably going to be Taylor Swift, if you ask me. Justin Bieber was there 
And Justin Bieber was supposed to come out with with Usher, but I think if something happened and he declined to do it, which is crazy. You can see Justin Bieber having his own Super Bowl halftime performance. Can you not? Can you not see Taylor Swift having her own Super Bowl halftime performance? Because we done had, I think this last three years, everybody's been black. Could you see Chris Brown? Now, I know that Chris Brown would put it on with the dancing and all of that stuff, but I still think America is mm-mm on Chris Brown. And I heard Lil Boozy say this, and I agree with him 100%. And I want y'all to listen to what we're saying here, because I'm taking this from Lil Boozy, and I agree, and I'm going to bring it to the audience. Take everything away. I'm not saying we're going to erase it for real, but I'm saying what if there had never been any kind of charges on R. Kelly at all? Could you imagine with his catalog of music what R. Kelly would do at the Super Bowl. Because he had the crossover appeal, y'all. He had the crossover. I'm your angel that he wrote for Celine Dion. Big number one record. Could you imagine? And I'm telling, I'm saying this like this dude was squeaky clean. Okay, I'm just asking you to imagine that. I'm not taking anything away from the victims. Nothing by saying this. I'm just saying in your imagination with the catalog that he has, of music, R. Kelly would absolutely kill the Super Bowl. Definitely. Now we had uh we had great Super Bowls. We had Dre and Snoop and, and Fifth and Mary and all of them and Eminem and Kendrick right on the stage. Then we had Rihanna and then we have Usher. Ah uh, ain't gonna be ain't gonna be nobody black next year. Nope, they gonna be nobody black next year. Son. I'm just telling y'all that. So you know, I know Rock Nation is in charge of it, and they booking people. But I'm telling you, they gonna have to mix it up, bro. It's gonna have to be some country western shit. It's probably gonna be Taylor Swift, probably. But they got they gotta mix that shit up. And speaking of Taylor Swift, did y'all see at the Grammys? Taylor Swift won her fourth album of the year, and then Jay got up there. He got a. Uh, a Global Civilization Award from Dr. Dre, which is part of the Grammys now. And he spoke about Beyonce not ever winning uh, uh Album of the Year Award. And then Beyonce's father later on chimed in and blamed Columbia Records for her not winning an Album of the Year Award. When I first saw it, I first saw the snippet of Jay saying something about it. And congratulations to Killer Mike, too. We'll get to that. Well, Jay said something about it. I was like, at first, I was like, hmm. Because I only saw a snippet. So at first, I didn't see the whole speech first. I was like, hmm, you look salty, bro. Y'all are billionaires. Nobody want to fucking hear you crying about Beyonce not winning an album of the year. Then I went and looked it up and see how many black artists out of the 65-year history of the Grammys have won an album of the year, and it's not a lot. So then when I looked at the uh, the joint in its entirety, I was like, cool, I, I, I dig where you're coming from with that, Hove, because like I said before, it's a disparity between when we do something well, they're pushing somebody white that, you know, that may not be as good. So I understood that whole thing. But Beyonce is going to have a Vegas residency, and it's going to be the biggest shit we've ever seen. I'm telling you. 
It's got to happen because Ush opened the door for everybody. Anybody that gets a Vegas residency right now has Usher to thank for it. I'm telling you, we have Usher to thank, to thank for that shit. If any artist, anybody, I don't care if it's T-Pain, I don't care if it's One Day Chris Brown, you got Usher to thank for it because I do believe Boys and Men had one and we was not talking about it like that. And I do think that Mariah Carey even had one. Mariah Carey even had one. You can see Alicia Keys having a Vegas residency. Fuck yeah. You can see that and everybody that's going to get one has Usher, Raymond, to thank for it because he exploded his shit was so dope that it was all over social media and everybody that's African-American with disposable income wanted to run to Vegas to see Usher's residency. All the women wanted to go and see Usher's residency. I'm telling you, we have to thank that man for that right there. For Wu-Tang getting one, for New Edition getting one. I can't wait to see New Editions. This is going to be incredible. It's, it's the resurgence of the music again. And there are a lot of hip-hop artists that, that paved the way. We just celebrated the 50th anniversary of hip-hop last year. There are a lot of great artists out there, but a lot of those artists don't have enough of a catalog to put together a two-hour or two-and-a-half-hour show. But collectively, they do. Collectively, if the stages is moving and there's different dances and and artists and all of this shit going on, they do have enough material to make it fucking hot, to make it sexy, to make it grown, and to make it hip-hop. And you can do that residency. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. Because the people that used to watch Rap City, The Basement with Tigger, People that used to watch You on TV Raps with Fab Five Freddy. People used to watch You on TV Raps with Dr. Dre, Ed Love, and T Money. Those people now are grown, grown. Those are the people that want to take trips. That's why LL Cool J's Rock the Bells cruise was so fucking successful. If that's successful, we can fill up some hotel rooms in Vegas, baby. Because people are going to come from all over the world to see this. And that's what these. Casino owners have to understand hip-hop was bigger than just the United States. It was a wide, a worldwide phenomenon. Your MTV Raps was on all over the freaking world. That's what would make that shit so dumbass special, y'all. I'm telling you. Let's take a short break. We'll be back with more. Come on, son. The podcast. Where do I begin? Come on, son, son. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So, what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode of Killer Inside the Podcast is brought to you by the new Peacock Original Kings. From Queens, the Run DMC story. The three-part documentary series explores the never-been-told story of hip-hop's iconic forefathers, Run DMC. From meeting on the streets of Hollis, Queens, to breaking barriers and legitimizing an entire genre of music, Run DMC's legacy spans decades. After a series of life-changing events and challenges, including the murder of Jam Master J, rest in peace, Rev Run and DMC reunite to tell their story and celebrate the one-of-a-kind sound that not only took Queens, but the whole world by storm. With exclusive interviews from Joseph Reverend Run Simmons, Daryl DMC McDaniels, and hip-hop legends like Ice-T, Questlove, and yours truly, Ed Lover, Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story, dives into the origins of a group that changed music forever. Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story is streaming now. Only on Peacock. This portion of Come On Son, the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's Best Burgers Ever. And guess what? Who's better to tell you about these hamburgers than the Hamburglar himself? Mr. Hamburglar, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on Come On Son, the podcast. What can you tell me about these burgers? Lucky for y'all, I speak Hamburglar. And what Hamburglar was trying to say in his Hamburglar-esque way, McDonald's classic burgers are hotter and juicier than ever before. Their patties are cooked to juicy perfection the cheese is perfectly melted. The Big Mac has more special sauce in every bite. The pillowy soft golden bun is a thing of beauty. What he's saying is, try McDonald's best burgers ever at a McDonald's near you. For me, there's nothing better than showcasing my joy. Our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It's robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy.
And make sure you look out for the My Joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. This episode of Come on, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Come on, side, side. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, everybody. This is, come on, son, the podcast. Where do I begin? So much stuff going on. Um, as I took a little pause for the cause, uh, something popped up on my news uh, line that a judge in New York ordered former President Donald Trump to pay $364 million in a civil fraud case that the city of New York brought against him several associates, and his businessmen for allegedly, well, now they said this is what happened. They doctored the paperwork to make their cases, to make their businesses look like they were more profitable than they actually were so they could get bigger loans from certain banks and then they defrauded on the loans. So they got them on a civil case on that, and they said he cannot own, be a part of a board, or be CEO of any kind of business in New York City for at least three years. I think it's in the whole state of New York. 
So anything, he can't be on nothing. Like, you can't have a business right now and say, yeah, I'm going to put Donald Trump on my board. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. He's not allowed to do business in the city of New York for three years. Now, of course, of course, his lawyers came out and said this is what's politically motivated because he's running for president. And, of course, the left wing is behind this whole thing, and we plan to appeal and all the other stuff that continuously seems to happen with the former president of the United States. So it's $360-plus million. It is absolutely amazing to me how much stuff this man manages to get away with, get caught, get convicted of, and people still will go to the polls and vote for this man as the president of the United States and still say, well, Biden is this, Biden is that, Biden can't do this, Biden can't do that. It is absolutely amazing to me that we always find ourselves in this position when it comes to presidential elections. I think the last time that we all really felt good about a candidate, the last time, was when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. And still we were divided on that. So it's just I wanted to put y'all up on a game. What just happened recently today while I was doing this podcast, while we were in our commercial break, it popped right up on my timeline. Former President Trump has to pay 360-something million dollars, million dollars, and a case that was brought against him, civil case, by the city uh, of New York. Yeah, man. So here we are living in this world, this crazy-ass, mixed-up world, where there's so many things going on in this world, so many things that are, like, really distracting us from things that we should be paying attention to. Um, I just saw something when I read, I saw somebody talking about it, and then I read about it, uh, how another revolution is coming, like a technological revolution is coming, and how 40% of jobs will be lost to artificial intelligence. And I, I know for a fact that they can make you sound like you're doing something that you're absolutely not doing. We've all heard the records. We've all heard people take somebody else's voice and run it through something, and it sounds just like that person. And it's not that person to make you sound like someone else or make someone else sound like you, which is kind of scary. But to think that 40% of all jobs may be lost to uh, artificial intelligence even scares me. It, it, it scares me. And with the SAG uh, walkout for the actors and the actresses and the light people and the makeup artists and everybody that supported that, AI was a big part of it because what they wanted you to do is to sign a contract where they can use your voice and your likeness for any other project. So say you're a big star, say you're Keanu Reeves and you got uh, John Wick and they want to do a Wick 4. You already know that they can make, they can make something that looks just like you, moves just like you, and they can use your voice to do it. And you won't have a right to any of it. So it's almost like not having a right to yourselves. Like we're going to be going into restaurants where the food will be brought out automatically to you and cooked 
by a machine. A lot of people that, that get fast food jobs or, or factory jobs or something like that to help them work their way through college and stuff, those jobs ain't going to be there no more because all of that is going to be run by machines. It's artificial intelligence, and we need to get a hold on it or find out how you can be a part of it. And it even scares me because if I let them use my voice and my likeness, y'all wouldn't know whether or not this is me talking at all, if it's actually Ed Lover speaking to you, at all. You can write a whole book using artificial intelligence right now. Chat, chat GP, right? Or isn't that that's what it is? Chat. So it's scary. It's extremely scary. So I'm trying to read more into it to find out about it and to find out how I can be a part of it and not go against it because it's coming. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's coming like the steam engine came. It's coming like the traffic light came. It's coming like gas-powered vehicles came. It's coming like electric vehicles came. There is nothing you're going to be able to do except put yourself in a position now to win. And they're thinking this is going to happen in the next 15 to 20 years. So put yourself in a position right now that when AI hits when this technological revolution hits, that you are in a good space. That you're in a good space financially and with what you do. You know, I'm, I'm very afraid because I would rather go in and see an actual doctor and actually get diagnosed by a doctor to be waited upon by a nurse. You want a machine drawing your blood? You want a machine giving you a diagnosis? Doctors are wrong sometimes. Machines are wrong sometimes. What if these machines break down? What if these machines get hacked into? What if these machines take on a life of their own? Artificial intelligence is scary business. You actually want to go to a robot doctor, a dentist, someone taking care of your kids, Oh, they don't get tired. So they post these things, take on a, a, a mind and of an intelligence of their own and just fight back against everything. And all the intelligence that we gave them makes them monsters. Is that what we really want to look forward to? But it's going to happen, y'all. And 40% of the jobs that's out there are going to be gone. Mid managers and all of that. Gone. Maitre d's, gone. Hostesses, gone. You see it now. I had some money the other day, and I know I didn't spend all of this cash. And right now I can't find it. And it's it probably like $150 or something like that. And I'm not even really worried about it. Because we card, 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 card. Remember, who remembers that? Like, who remembers? I had to ask my mother the other day. Matter of fact, I think it was yesterday because I talked to my mother often. So my mom was once an operator for the phone company in New York City. Ma Bell is what we used to call it. And I had to ask her, I was like, Ma, back then, what did you guys actually do as operators? Because I don't remember, I vaguely remember the operator. And my mother said, we sat at a desk with a headset on and we would answer the phone. 
and someone would ask us to look up a number by the person's name and by where they think the person lived at. So my mother's name is Viola Roberts, right? So my name is James E. Roberts Jr. So somebody called and my mother picked up the phone and said, I'm looking for James E. Roberts in New York City. She would say, well, can you be more specific than that? Well, I think, I think from what I understand, he lives in Queens. So then she would start looking for a James E. Roberts in Queens. I'm like, my, there's a lot of James E. Robertses. It happens to me every time I go somewhere to the doctor. There's always a lot of us. So they, she would ask, do you know what street? And if they say, I believe it's like 209th Street between Murdoch and 113th Avenue, they would try to find a James E. Roberts that lived in that neighborhood. And they might say, well, there's three of them around there. Here's the numbers. Let's see if you can find them. And that's how, that's, how they, that's how they helped people. Directory assistants can still help you find a business. I think the directory assistant people are still there. So when I said, Ma, what happened to those operator jobs? She said, you got an opportunity to move up into different parts of the company, customer service, stuff like that. If you was there for a long time, you got manager positions and all of that. But I remember when the operator used to help you connect. And if you was in a hotel room, there was an operator in the hotel, and you would call the hotel room. This is before you dial nine in a person's room number. You would call the operator and say, operator, can you put me through the room 632, please? And she would say, sure. And they would put you through. That's how you got connected to someone else's room in a hotel. That's a very long time ago. But it shows you how technology has changed, how things have changed. How many people in your phone book, in your phone, so I shouldn't even say book, because we don't have a book anymore. How many people in your phone can you honestly say you know their number by heart? And it's not by heart, it's by heart. You remember their number by heart. The only couple of numbers I know, my wife's cell number, my mother's cell number. I found out during uh, earlier this year that we actually have a phone line in our house. My house actually has a phone line and a phone number. It comes along with your cable. Look at your cable bell. I guarantee you, if you still have cable, we have Spectrum. I guarantee you, you're paying for a phone line in your house. People email, email with attachments. DocuSign that you can sign a document through the computer. I remember you had to fax it over. I had a phone line and a fax line in my house. You had to fax it over. They'd sign it and fax it back, and that was considered a legal document. A lot of contracts I signed via fax. Would come over, I had to keep fax paper in the house, I had to keep the fax machine up to date. I don't even know when the last time I've seen a fax machine because now you email and you can add an attachment to it. They can sign it online, and it's a legal document. Sign it online and send it back to you, y'all. That's where we add technology. So if y'all don't think that artificial intelligence is going to happen, my friend Penny, uh, what up, though, from Detroit, was out. And she said, 
She felt tipsy, so she let her car drive her home. Her BMW drove her home, all the way home. She didn't have to touch the steering wheel at all. The car drove her home. That's where we at with it. That's artificial intelligence. The car knows where she lives at. Car drove her home, pulled up right in the driveway. I was like, wow. That's where we at with, with, with technology. That new headset, that $3,500 headset that, uh, that Apple put out. That's what this new spatial technology is going to be. Instead of your handheld, you'll have a little pair of glasses on that you wear, and people that call you will pop up right in front of you, and you just touch it. Spatial, like in space. Just touch it. FaceTiming, just touch it. Telephone calls, just touch it. Anything, anything ordering stuff, you know how we order stuff now. Go Amazon.com. Pop right up. Scroll Amazon. Uh, search, search box bed sheets. Add such and such and such a bed sheets to my cart. Cash out. You see they got these stores now where you don't even need your card to pay for it. Just walk in and walk out, and, and it's paid for, and it comes right out of your account. This is where we're going, ladies and gentlemen, and this is something that you cannot fight because fighting it ain't going to do you no damn good. I'm telling you, artificial intelligence is on the way, so you better figure out a way to become a part of it and don't deny it and don't fight against it because you will lose your job. I'm telling you right now, you will lose your ability to take care of your family and yourself if you don't get down as part of this artificial intelligence. Telling you right now. It's Kabud said the podcast with me, Ed Lover, and I was thinking, right? I was like, so February, my birthday was February 12th. And uh, on my show, The Ed Lover Experience, I always do like today in hip-hop history. So I figured let's take seven days of the month of February through my birthday to find out what happened in hip-hop history. And then we'll play a little music if it's apropos, okay? So let's start on the 9th of February. On February 9th, 1993, Diggable Planets released their debut album, Reaching a New Refutation of Time and Space. That happened on February 9th, 1993. Uh, cool Like That was on there. Dun, 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 dun. That, was, that was a standout record on that, on that album. And the Nickel Bag of Funk was on that, too. But Cool Like That was the joint, and they won a Grammy for Cool Like That. So, uh, Cam P, play me a little bit of Cool Like That by Diggable Planets. Like 60s funky words with waves and perms, just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool. The chocolates taps on my raps. She innovates after sweet and cat naps. He at the funk club with the vibrate. Them they be crazy down with the five mate. It can't kick a plan, then a crowd burst. Me, I be digging it with the bug first. Us, we be freaking till dawn peeps and I. He gets a stranger smile, so I say hi. Alright, let's move on. February 10th, the next day, in 2004, Kanye West dropped the college dropout. February 10th, 2004. There were so many dope records on College Dropout. 
that I'm not even going to go. Uh, uh, it, to me, it's one of the greatest albums, if not the greatest album, Kanye ever made. College Dropout, Kanye single-handedly bridged the gap between the backpack rapper and the Louis Vuitton Don, all in the same breath. It was a really, really, really good album. A lot of great joints on that album. Uh, Jesus Walks was on that album. Can I get a little bit of Jesus Walks? God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I could do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. The new workout plan was on that album, Through the Wire. One of my favorite Kanye joints is on that. I'm just giving y'all some of the ones that I like the best. Slow Jams featuring Twister was on there. All Falls Down was on there, too. That came out February 10th, 2004. The College Dropout. What a, what a great piece of work from Mr. Kanye West. And, and moving forward and continuing with the way he makes music. He's such a gifted, gifted producer. Now, moving on. Also on February 10th, but way before 2004, in 1987, Public Enemy dropped their debut album, Yo, Bum Rush the Show. That was Public Enemy's first album, and I love that album. Public Enemy number one was on that album. Because I'm Public Enemy number one. One, one, one. They had, you're going to get yours on that, on that album. They had some joints on that album. Public Enemy number one, Yo Bum Rush the Show was on that album. That was, that was the beginning of Public Enemy for me. That was it. Yo Bum Rush the Show was their first album, the very first debut album, Public Enemy, February 10th, 1987. Now, there's a lot of great hip-hop history that happened in the month of February. I'm just picking out one week. One week in hip-hop history. Sadly, James DeWitt Yancey, better known as Jay Dilla, died February 10th, 2006. May he rest in peace. Cam P, I'm going to leave this to you. Play me your favorite beat by Jay Dilla right now.
Appreciate it, Cam. Now, I don't know if y'all consider this dude hip-hop. I don't, but I'm going to give him an honorable mention anyway because he's on the website today in hip-hop history. D'Angelo was born February 11th, 1974. D'Angelo is more R&B soul than he is hip-hop, so we're not going to play no D'Angelo joints, okay? And Erica Badu released her debut album, Baduism, February 11th, 1997, not going to play any Erica Badu either because that is more soul than it is hip-hop. And it is what it is. I'm telling y'all that's what it is, yo. All right? Now, as we move on, February 12th, 1991, Master P released his debut album, Get Away Clean. February 12th, 1991 was Master P's Debut album, Get Away Clean. Play me something off of Master P's debut album, Get Away Clean. I'm not super familiar with that album. I kind of caught on to Master P way after that. So play me something off of Get Away Clean. Moving on. Also on February 12, 1990, MC Hammer dropped his third studio album, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. On this album was joints like Here Comes the Hammer, Have You Seen Her, which was his, his attempt at a slow jam. Pray. That was on there. That's why we pray. Pray, pray, pray. We got to pray just to make it today. And dancing, 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 MC Hammer, dance machine. And probably the biggest record Hammer has ever made. You can't touch this. He sold a lot of records. I believe this is the album that he went diamond on this album. He sold over 10 million records on this album. And this was his third studio album. Third one. Came out February 12th, 1990. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Also, on February 12th, 1963, me, Ed Lover, was born. February 12th, 1963. That is a day in hip-hop history. Play a little of Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, and T-Money's Back Up Off Me off the Relativity album by the same name. That was our debut album, Back Up Off Me. Play the single, Back Up Off Me. Yes, 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 y'all. Two years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rock. So I said the rock. 
Also, on February 12th, two years after me, in 1965, DJ Hurricane was born. DJ Hurricane tour DJ for the Beastie Boys. Really tight friends with Mr. Jam Master Jay. Went to high school and everything together. DJ Hurricane was born February 12th, 1965. Beastie Boys DJ, give me a little bit of Paul Revere. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that rap. and me. My team. Been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey in a quart of beer. Riding across the land. Also, the same week in hip-hop history, February 12th, not the same week, but a different year, 1997, Red Man's third studio album, Muddy Waters, was certified gold by the RIAA. 500,000 sold. It came out in 96. By February 12th, 97, it had sold 500,000 copies. My favorite joints on that album is Pick It Up, Pick It Up. If you see $50 on the ground, motherfucker, tell me what you going to do. Pick it up, pick it up. That was the joint. And whatever, man. Play a little bit of Whatever Man by Red Man. That was crazy. Superman Lover 3 was crazy. Red Man always, always had some joints. Never sleep on the Red Man. February 12th of last year, 2023, we lost one of the most important people in hip-hop history, David Jolie Cure, better known as True Goy of De La Soul, passed away on my birthday last year, February 12th, 2023. May he rest in peace. Could you play me a little bit of his verse from The Business, which is De La Soul featuring Common. Like that Chicago's. I speak the vine of God theories, no need to be hot. Always exhale the facts, cause I don't inhale a lot. Play the greater man's game to bounce off my losses. So I could earn the acres, the houses, the horses. Of course, it's much greater than your Benz or your Lex. The engine to my comprehension is just too complex. Much too complex. Effects be live like DOS, making moves down south to avoid the chaos. I never flaunt the coin, cause dime getters be gazing. They call me Luther Van, they say my style is so amazing. I'm phasing those who supposed to have. The last laughter, cause even when I'm gone, I'm reappearing in the after. I have to send respects to real money makers. Do not connect us with those champagne sipping money fakers. Chase the quarter pound with spice from Shot Town. Now, what that proves? You're so full, you can't even move. Cause I'm the D to the O, the V to the E. And can another brother cook these delicacies? Recipes, true Goy to Dove. Moving right along to February 13th. February 13th. Uh, and I'm going to tell, tell you the year. February 13th, 
1996, the Fugees released their second and last studio album as a group, The Score. That album sold a lot of copies. A lot of copies. Fuji's The Score? Oh, my God. That sold, that sold a whole lot of copies, man. A whole lot. Like, crazy copies of that joint. Um, some of the standout joints on that album, Ready or Not, of course, Killing Me Softly was on that. Fuji La was on that. Play me a little bit of that. That album, incredible body of work, man. Really incredible body of work. Unfortunately, that was their second and last album together. Came out February 13th, 1996, as we continue the week, one week in February of hip-hop history. Also on February 13th, 1996, Tupac released his fourth album, All Eyes on Me, and probably his greatest body of work to date. February 13th, 1996. Okay, let's go over here and, and pull, out, pull out some joints off, off of this album. February 13th, 1996. I don't need that right there. Some of the joints on there, one my favorite joints, Ambitions as a Rider, All About You, play a little bit of that. I try to honor, but you tell me you take Saying you ain't impressed with the money you make Guess it's true what they telling me Rush out of jail like hell for a black celebrity So that's the reason why I call And maybe you win Fantasies of a sweat can I hit it? <laughs> Addicted to the things you do It's still true What I'm saying, boo Is this is all about you Every other city we go Every other How Do You Want It, Casey and JoJo, two of America's Most Wanted, featuring Snoop, California Love, the remix with Dr. Dre and Roger Troutman, I Ain't Mad At You by Danny Boy. He has some joints. We, we ain't got time to play all of them. All Eyes On Me. Yes, Pac did it big with that album for sure. February 13th, 1996, Matt Skills released his debut album, From Where? Let's check out some tracks. My favorite joint so far there was It's Going Down, VA is in the house, and for me, extra abstract skills. Play me a little bit of that. Yeah. Here comes that kid mad skills, ripping styles with perfections, making rappers uncomfortable like they had yeast infections. I'm prone to rip microphones, keep rap song. Step on niggas' domes, even crews with Down syndrome. I'm skills in and out the extra abstract. Grinding on nouns, hitting verbs from the back, it's like that. That's the only way it'll be. So if it gets set, nigga, it got to be by me. I represent VA well, peace to the cellar dwell, washing tons of rappers up like my first name was Denzel. Who wanna contest and attempt to come near? I shape you from the record sales in your career. Look at here, no need to get flying shit. In 95, I want some sucker MC, wanna die shit. To your chest and watch the mic get ripped. Mad skills, extra P, and my brother Q tip. Uh. 
February 13th, ladies and gentlemen, that album came out from Mad Skills. February 13th, 1996. As we move on, happy birthday goes out to J. Rue the Damager, February 14th, 1972. J. Rue the Damager, Come Clean, produced by DJ Premier. That record was hard. Play me a little of Come Clean by J. Rue the Damager, please, sir. Thank you. And honor the man's birthday. Catching wreck is a thing I don't gang bang or shoot out bang bang. The relentless lyrics, the only dope I slang. I'm a true master, you can check my credentials because I choose to use my infinite potential. Got a freaky, 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 freaky flow. Control the mic like Fidel Castro. Lock Cuba so deep that you can scuba dive. My job's origin is unknown like the Jubas. I've accumulated honeys all across the map because I'd rather bust a nut than bust a also in hip-hop history on that week in, in February, Lamont Coleman, better known as Big L, died February 15th, 1999. Play me a little bit of the Kid Capri produced, Put It On, Big L, Put It On. Also during that week, actually today, right now, while I'm doing this, today is Ice-T's birthday, February 16th, 1958. My man, Ice-T. Ice-T, I love Ice-T. Play, play me a little. Of Six in the morning, police at my door. Fresh Shadita squeaking across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I'm taking my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, but happy cause free. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket, weighing at least a grand. Gold on my neck, my pistol's close in hand. Also born on February 16th, but in 1982, another great hip-hop lyricist, Lupe Fiasco. Play me a little bit of Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. So, check it out. Uh, first got it when he was six, didn't know any tricks. Matter of fact, first time he got on it, he slipped. Landed on his hip and busted his lip. For a week, he had to talk with a list like this. Now we can end the story right here. But Shorty didn't quit, it was something in the air. Yeah, he said it was something so appealing. He couldn't fight the feeling, something about it. And rounding out that week, I'm only going to the 16th. Tupac released his second studio album, Strictly for My Niggas, February 16th, 1993. I Get Around was on that album, I do believe. So play me I Get Around from Tupac, Strictly for My Niggas. February 16th, 1993. See, a whole lot of stuff happened in hip-hop history 
during that time, man. A whole lot of great stuff. That's why hip-hop is always going to be the dopest music, the purest form of expression ever. Long live hip-hop. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm Ed Lover. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, then fuck it. You're going to be a pappy. I'm not that. I'm not baby's pappy. Until the next time we ride, slide, and laugh out loud together, Ed Lover, Krista Hayes, Cam P, saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning me in and never tuning me out. I give you the good shit, never the bullshit. Right here on Come On, Son, the podcast. Until next week, Come On, Son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.